Hello and welcome to the Blockade Runner podcast. This is John and today's episode is kind of a different episode and so I'm recording a little introduction here just to explain what uh, is showing up in your podcast feed. Um, Ryan and I, who are both regulars on the Blockade Runner, uh, we do a Nintendo-themed podcast called the Nintendo Fun Club Podcast and we've been doing that for uh, a number of years but last year in 2015 we decided to do a monthly kind of bonus episode in the lead up to The Force Awakens. And we covered uh, Nintendo games that were Star Wars um, related, Star Wars Nintendo games. And, and we did one a month. And then we also would talk about um, other Star Wars related topics. We basically wanted to do a Star Wars podcast, but uh, we kind of took advantage of the platform we had and, and we, um, you know, justified it by talking about a Star Wars Nintendo game. So the news and the other discussions that we had are, are kind of dated at this point and probably not super relevant to the Blockade Runner, but um, listening back to the discussions of the Star Wars Nintendo games, I thought um, that might be a good thing to put up in our feed, uh, especially on weeks like this one when we don't have a new episode of the Blockade Runner to post. So this first one is about the Revenge of the Sith game for the Game Boy Advance and the Nintendo DS. And this came out in 2005 when Revenge of the Sith came out. And it is a fun little uh, action, side-scrolling um, 2D game for those systems. And Ryan and I both liked it a lot, and we talked about it for a while. And um, so I'm just taking that part of the episode, throwing the news away, and uh, just posting the content where we discuss that game. So it's shorter than a normal episode of The Blockade Runner. And like I said, it is from last year. So if you're curious what Ryan and I have to say about Revenge of the Sith for the Nintendo DS and Game Boy Advance, please stick around and check it out. And we will be back soon with another episode of the Blockade Runner podcast. what we hope is a very special episode of the Nintendo Fun Club podcast. Uh, I am John, and with me, um, as always, is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, John. I this feel, is so weird. It's so weird because I, I feel so weird because I think I said like exactly what you say when you yeah, introduce an episode yeah. of the podcast. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, we are recording a short, uh, I guess it's a 0.5 episode, but what we're hoping will be a regularly scheduled 0.5 episode. We used to do that like years ago, um, and they were some of my favorite podcasts that we did. We, we called them 0.5 episodes. They were short episodes focused on a single game, uh, not part of our regularly scheduled programming, and uh, we haven't really done it too much lately, but... Um, I am very excited for the new Star Wars film coming up. Ryan, you're also very excited for that film. And uh, I had the idea that like maybe we should do a podcast every month leading up to the release of uh, The Force Awakens in December and uh, just do a short podcast focused on a Star Wars game on a Nintendo platform um, from any Nintendo platform and just use it as an excuse to talk uh, about Star Wars games on Nintendo systems and also talk a little bit about Star Wars. 
Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. Uh, so yeah, so this is our inaugural episode of this uh, this uh, series, this as yet untitled series of uh, podcasts about Nintendo games, uh, Nintendo Star Wars games, that is. Um, and so the the first game that we chose to discuss uh, for our, our first uh, our first episode here is Revenge of the Sith for the Game Boy Advance and also the Nintendo DS. Um, this is a game that I've actually talked about at some point on our flagship podcast. Um, I don't know. It's probably like a year ago or something, but I talked about the Game Boy Advance version of this game. And uh, yeah, I've played it a couple of times. I played it when it came out on the Game Boy Advance and I played it again uh, a year or two ago. And I played it again recently for this podcast. What is your history with with, uh, the Revenge of the Sith video game? Well, um, I just... uh purchase the DS version of the game um, to record for this podcast. I never actually played a uh, Revenge of the Sith um, game. Um, And I guess we should note that the DS and Game Boy Advance games are very similar, yet they're very different from like the console um, Revenge of the Sith games. Yeah, and I... Like totally different developers and everything. Yeah, and I can say from personal experience that uh, the Game Boy Advance slash DS game, uh, they're better than the console version, I think, definitely. I was I was looking today, and the um, the DS version of the Episode 3 game is the um, highest rated version um, on, uh, on, like, Metacritic and game rankings. Cool. I mean, for what that's worth. But, yeah, well... Um, and I, I mean, I guess we'll get into it, but like, I, I, I believe it. Yeah. Is there a significant difference in the ratings between the, the DS game and the Game Boy Advance game, or are they it's, pretty similar? You're, you're look. Uh, no, those are pretty close. They are the two highest rated. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the the gulf between um, the DS game and like the PS2 game is like it's like a good ten percent. Because we're looking at like about roughly sixty five percent versus seventy five percent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess the the DS game has a couple of nice features that aren't necessarily in the Game Boy Advance game, so that would that would make sense that it would have a, a little bit higher score. But they are sort of the same game, um, or well, basically they are the same game. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. But I think you know they're both pretty cool. Um, just before we get into talking about them and in, in in more detail uh i did play the ps2 revenge of the sith game when it came out um and i was reading about that and uh it turns out there there was almost a gamecube version there's a a canceled gamecube version of that game uh that never came out i guess um which explains why i played it on ps2 uh, Mm -hmm. when it came out and uh that game it was not very memorable i don't uh i don't remember a lot about it but uh I, I wasn't thrilled with it, and I remember really kind of liking the the Game Boy Advance version a lot more. Yeah, one thing I did like when I was kind of reading about this before we recorded today, um, something I thought was interesting about like the PS2 Xbox uh, Revenge of the Sith game is that apparently there's an alternate ending. Have you read about this? Um, no, I didn't. Um, I'm cringing a... just thinking about it, but go ahead. <laughs> I know, and um, and I guess we'll probably get into like why um, movie versions of games are um, problematic sometimes. But this is like 
the ultimate. Um, apparently, there's an, an alternate ending where um, you play as Anakin, and you actually um, kill Obi-Wan. Okay. And then you go and kill the Emperor. Oh. Okay. Um, so that's something that yeah. <laughs> happens, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I guess it's an alternate ending, and I, it's, I guess it's supposed to be like a cool thing. <laughs> I don't know. I felt super weird about it, though. Yeah, that is super weird. And it's just kind of, it's like one of those things where it's like, well, you're going to play as Anakin, or you might play as Anakin in a game. And in the beginning, he's good, but by the ba- by the end, he's bad. So how do you handle that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I think we've talked about this before, too, but like uh, we both. And actually, this kind of brings us full circle. Um, one of our first and I think one of our best um, 0.5 uh, episodes of Nintendo Fun Club podcast is our, our episode about Friday the 13th. And um, I, I've, I've heard people like people always talk crap about that game, which um, annoys me because I think it's really cool. But uh, one of the things they say is like, man, I don't want to be stuck playing as a camp counselor. I want to play as Jason. And it's like, why? Why do you want, Why would you want to play as Jason? That doesn't make any sense. And um, I don't know. It's I guess people just can't like, I don't know. Like if you play as Anakin in the game, which does make sense in Revenge of the Sith, by the time you get to the end, it's like, I don't know. I'm playing as this dude. I want him to win kind of thing, you know? So, um, yeah. but that's weird. I, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, so anyway, let's talk about the- Unless uh, you're playing as like the- I think we actually even said this on the on that episode, but um, playing as the dude from Splatterhouse, who's basically just... <laughs> yeah, and then that's totally cool. Well, yeah, but then you're saving Jennifer, so that's a different thing. Yeah, his his purpose in Splatterhouse is not to like systematically hunt down and murder, um, you know, camping children. So mm. it's kind of different. He looks a lot like Jason, though. Yeah. 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 But he has a girlfriend named Jennifer. Anyway, um, let's talk about the GBA and the DS versions of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, we can in just one second, but okay. <laughs> this is this is related. Um, you played the F- Force Unleashed, right? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Um, how weird did you feel like right from the get-go of that game when you're playing as Darth Vader and like slaughtering Wookiees? Yeah, I hated that. I, yep. Not a fan of that game. Not a fan of the story. Um, yeah, I couldn't get on board. Yeah, um, I liked some things that that mythology had going on, but then also like there was so much like super gross stuff and like I felt like immediately was like, Ugh, yeah. as soon as that like started. Yeah. Yeah, I was really torn on that game because there were some cool things about it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And it had like really high production values and stuff for for a console Star Wars game. And it was really cool. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Too many things that uh, that I disagreed with and didn't enjoy. So I, could, I couldn't enjoy that game overall. But mm-hmm. I, I played a little bit of the, the, the Wii game and I think a little bit of the PS3 game too. So, um, but in the end, yeah, wasn't wasn't for me. So, mm-hmm. All right. Should we talk about the the GBA and DS Revenge of the Sith games? Yes. All right. Let's do it.
Um, so yeah, I've played uh, I've played the GBA game um, a couple times over the years, and uh, never played the DS game. So I picked that up on on your suggestion. Actually, uh, it's pretty cheap to get. I think I got like a boxed complete copy for about five bucks on eBay. Um, so that was nice. And uh, yeah, it, like both games, obviously they're they're both developed by um, Ubisoft Montreal, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, they're like side-scrolling action brawler type games uh one thing i think is pretty cool about it is that you can play as anakin or obi-wan um and you know doing so the 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 path that you take and the the plot and the story kind of changes a little bit uh depending on which character you play as so i thought that was pretty cool um the game i think looks really nice i i actually really like like the the art style the uh the animation style and the way that they kind of took um Revenge of the Sith and the characters from the prequel movies and you know, interpreted them in more of a cartoony kind of playful um, style. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think I love the Yoda sprite. Yeah. In it. Like, I think he looks, he looks great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like you said, like the droids and the kind of like prequel um, type characters in Cannon fodder, like they just, they look awesome in in that like kind of design yeah they do and it's like it's a it's a it's an interesting like historical artifact kind of thing to go back and play this game now because um it was on the game boy advance in the the early you know ds and so it's like it's really um a different era in terms of that kind of 2d style game i think or at least it feels like it it feels like a a souped up um kind of like modern day version of a super nintendo game and we say that all the time about new 2d games that come out and indie games that come out and stuff but they you know games that come out now feel like they're they're purposely trying to be that or they're hearkening back to that kind of thing whereas when i go play this game it feels more like an extension of that or like the kind of the evolution of that before um before it was sort of i don't know um something that people would go back and do. I guess like the GBA always felt like a Super Nintendo, right? But it was like a, a newer Super Nintendo in a more modern time period. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's cool to play this game because it it would it would look different. It would feel different. It would play different if it was made now, you know? And it wouldn't be um, very surprising if somebody made a game like this now, but it would just, it wouldn't feel um, as kind of, I don't know, authentic. Or maybe it would, but it, w- it would just be a different thing. It would be you know, more similar to the stuff that we, that we normally play, um, that comes out now. And I just feel like this game, it, 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 it feels like almost like an extension of like super star Wars and that kind of stuff, where it's not like purposely going back and trying to emulate something from the past, but it's just, well, we have this game boy advance. We're going to do a 2d game. This is what we can do at this time. This is what it'll look like. So, um, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but (laughs) I get this uh, very distinct feeling of, of, uh, it's a cool, like kind of, uh, a cool vibe I get from playing a game, uh, a late period GBA game like this. Yeah, definitely. And um, the only thing that kind of um, that kind of bums me out about this game is that it does pretty much feel like a, you know, like a like a sixteen bit brawler or like an arcade brawler. It actually the the art and stuff reminds me, especially the backgrounds remind me a lot of like the Konami. Um, arcade brawlers mm-hmm. but um i feel like there's also like i start playing this game and i'm like oh my god this i love this and um 
you know, this is the kind of stuff I, I loved growing up and everything. And it's Star Wars. And, like, this is awesome. And then <laughs> there are also just those really bizarre difficulty spikes I yeah. felt when I was playing this game of just like really like totally cheap stuff. Um, there's a part where you're being chased by a um, like a, a droid tank mm -hmm. um, down like a corridor. And it totally reminds me of this part in, I believe, Streets of Rage 3, where you're being um, chased by like a bulldozer. And it's like the most like BS <laughs> section of the game and um i don't know and like there's there's a part where there's like dropping barrels that are super annoying um and feel like really cheap and stuff and it's like i don't know it's <laughs> there's still those um kind of like frustrating elements about it as well um that i guess harken back to that era sure but, yeah, uh, you know, I played the game on the the standard difficulty level, and uh, it is interesting because, like, a lot of the time, it's not, you know, I enjoy it. I think it's fun, but a lot of the time, you are sort of going through the motions, um, like you do in a brawler type game. Uh, I do think they made some efforts to make the uh, the fighting, the combat, a little more interesting. Um, Obi Wan and Anakin handle a little differently. Like their sword fighting style is a little different. Um, and I don't know if this is like I put this in my notes. I don't know if it's in my head or not. But I think they really tried to emulate like the way each of them um, kind of moves and 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 fights in the in the films. Um, specifically, Obi Wan. I don't know if you remember that part in um, Revenge of the Sith where Obi Wan is like fighting General Grievous on Utapau, and he like does that weird thing where he like pulls his sword back behind his head and like, do you know what I'm talking about? That weird stance he gets in. Oh crap. You don't, uh, yeah, you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, I totally do where he, um, has his lightsaber, like, um, like horizontal and he's yeah. kind of like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's in my head, but I feel like they tried to sort of like, um, kind of bring that th those those individual sort of styles to um to the characters in the game i definitely feel like when i'm playing as anakin or i'm playing as obi-wan um they move a little differently and they're animated a little differently and um they kind of have a different sort of approach to their their sword fighting and i thought that was cool um there's also the ability to use the force like pick up items and use the force to throw them at uh, enemies and stuff like that um which I don't know. My kind of my kind of assessment of that was that it's really not that helpful or like doesn't add that much to the gameplay, but it goes a long way in terms of just like making you feel like a Jedi and it's like, fun to do that. Like sometimes I would find myself like after I'd eliminated all the enemies on the screen, there'd be like a droid arm like laying there on the floor and I would like pick it up and throw it um because it's like fun to do and it makes me feel like a Jedi or whatever. But like yeah, if I were to stop like... and do that, like in a fight, I, it probably like hurt me more than it would help me. So well, I do it when like nobody's around. Yeah. Like I like it in theory and I like it when it works, but it's so frustrating on like the boss battles when you have to use it. Yeah. Um, like, the, like one, when you're fighting um, a droid tank and you have to keep like, um slicing up the droids that come in and then shooting their um their arms up at the different guns or whatever yeah. um and like i felt like i was 
I'd be like totally lined up and I'd be like doing it and like I'd need to be like a centimeter up or something to make it like actually work. And then I would get like hit. And um Yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. I found there's just like a lot of like really weird kind of um frustrating bits in the game. Um for me, I guess is a reoccurring theme here. But yeah, um, and like when you like that specific example that you share, for me that's why this game like I I I feel like it's like a very solid game. They they do what they can to elevate it above like being a very like phoned in, you know, hack and slash sort of like, you know, licensed brawler type game or whatever. And I do think like some of the things that they try to do are, you know, good ideas in theory and sometimes they work better than others. I don't think it's like an amazing game. Um gameplay wise you know I, I feel like it's it's good you know it's solid it's fun um but there's definitely some some issues like that um I, definitely the difficulty like spikes it's like peaks and valleys where you'll get into sort of like a frustrating um boss fight or like a frustrating room where there's just like you know too many waves of enemies coming in and it, it gets too repetitive um and then you'll have like a handful of screens in a row where it's just like little bit too easy you know so mm-hmm. um yeah it's definitely not perfectly balanced and not every idea completely works out but um like the license the look of it the the uh i guess just the star wars the star warsiness of it um mm-hmm. kind of goes a long way so you know i don't think it's amazing but like compared to a lot of the other um you know star wars licensed like movie tie-in games and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um the ones that are less inspired um i don't know i feel like it holds up pretty well and it's 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 nice that you can kind of just pick it up and play a few levels and um i don't know like it's it's a it's a pretty simple game so there's not much to it but at the same time um the fact that it's it's star wars and uh the characters are are as uh nicely you know kind of animated and look as cool as they do and all that stuff just comes together and makes it pretty pretty likable i think yeah, I also like um I really like the the character progression element. Like even though it's pretty simplistic, like I do um I do think it's pretty rewarding. Yeah, um, you can like you can choose which skills to to upgrade and that kind of thing. Mhm. Yeah, and like I found myself actually um replaying some of the early levels to get all of the I don't even know what they are, the green the orbs or yeah. Yeah, that you use to like upgrade your character, um, and just kind of kind of hunting for those. That's yeah, and that's a nice thing too. Is that like after you, um, or I guess, I guess as you're playing the game, you just kind of automatically progress through levels or whatever. But when you start the game up and you choose which character you want to play as, you can go to like any of the levels you've defeated and start playing, start start playing there. So it's kind of nice in that regard too. Um, I think as you're playing though, it just keep, keeps moving you forward, right? You don't go back to the level select every time. Um, no, you have the you have the option. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So you can always yeah. kind of jump around and yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I like that too because it's like like you said, you can replay a level if it's a level you particularly like, or you know maybe you're just fond of a certain uh, part of the game. I do think they did like a pretty good, pretty good job of like adapting the story of the game as well. Um, I really like the like dialogue scenes where the, the, the dialogue box box pops up with the character portraits. Um, I, it, to me, like, (laughs) I really like how they have basically like two or three expressions that they have and just (laughs) kind of cycles through those as the dialogue rotates. Um, 
And uh, but but they they like the dialogue is pretty much straight from the movie. They they sometimes change a phrase or two, but for the most part, it's like they just you know picked uh, specific lines from the movie uh, to include to try to tell the story. And um, you know from the perspective of somebody who's seen Revenge of the Sith like at least twenty five times or something, mm-hmm. uh, probably more than that. Uh, if I'm being honest here, um, I I think they did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, no, I to- I totally agree. It really kind of like sets the stage, but I mean, then it's it's kind of a bummer that like the the backgrounds, like as nice as they look, um, they're pretty uh, similar, yeah, and kind of repetitive. But um, you know, that's kind of the nature of both brawlers and um, movie tie-in games, and especially movie tie-in games that are brawlers on handhelds yeah yeah absolutely so like i mean you i I really can't i'm sure they didn't have like a huge budget or a lot of time and um no i mean this this really is above and beyond what you would expect from (laughs) i mean even with my like little nitpicking here and there like this is actually maybe the best handheld star wars game i've ever played i'd have to really think about that and Mm -hmm. maybe revisit some things but it it might be yeah and that it's the arcadiness of it um like the fact that it's you know if the levels are relatively short you can choose them from that level map and um i don't know it's it's it that's a really nice aspect of it too you can just pick it up and play a couple levels here and there and um yeah, it's it's great. It's really fun, and like like you said, on paper, um, you know, just hearing about this game, expectations are going to be pretty low. So, um, definitely, I think they're they're exceeding those for sure. And um, it's the kind of game that I look back fondly enough on that, like, I always keep it in my collection. And you know, um, I've played it, like I said, a handful of times. So, it's uh, it's not only fun, you know, um, and kind of like better than you'd expect, but I think it's good enough to to go back and, and play with, uh, at least every couple of years for me anyway. Um, so, but I had not played the DS version until now. I'd only played in the GBA version. And I think we should, uh, we should discuss like the DS specific features before we kind of put this one to bed. Um, mm-hmm. one of the, the kind of features of the DS game is the touch screen, like special moves or whatever. Um, which, I think is nice. I don't know. In the GBA game, you have to like, you know, use a button, uh, a combination of uh, uh, buttons to, to pull off your various like Jedi or special moves um, that you can only perform when a certain like meter fills up. Uh, but in the DS game, you can, you can choose those on the touchscreen and um, you know, there's a nice visual representation of what each special move is and you can just kind of tap it uh, as you're playing the game. So I thought that was nice, although not necessarily um, super creative or interesting, but it works and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other DS specific feature, which I actually didn't know about until we were talking about, hey, which game should we start our our little uh, Star Wars uh, 0.5 episode series on? You suggested this one and, and pointed out the fact that the DS game has these like, I, I guess they're multiplayer levels, but they're like they're dog fighting um, levels, I guess you'd say playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, closer to like the Rogue Squadron games or something, but uh handheld and way simplified um from that mm-hmm. and uh those are those are pretty cool too i think yeah i was like i was really expecting the worst here <laughs> um yeah. again because like i've played stuff like flight of the falcon on the game boy advance which is 
pretty awful. Uh-huh. I mean, to be honest, yeah. Um, like that is like a really drink janky, um, poor like flight sim, um, Star Wars game. But yeah, like, and I think I honestly I think part of it was um playing it on 3ds hardware, um, because like using the circle pad in these um sections, like I think it. I think the movement felt great. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I played on my DS Lite, but... Uh, oh, okay. That, that would be cool to try that out. So I was using the D-pad, um, and mm. it, yeah, it didn't necessarily feel amazing. <laughs> it worked, but... Um, okay, I, f- I thought it... Yeah, I thought it felt super smooth on the circle pad on the, on the new 3DS. Now, okay, cool. I'll have to try that out. I would assume, obviously, since it's using the D-pad on the, the GBA that it's programmed for like, you know, um, digital control and not analog. Um, mm-hmm. but it would still just feel better to use that, that circle pad rather than the D pad or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was, I mean, I was hitting the multi directions fine and stuff. It felt pretty, it, it, it felt like an analog game. Cool. To be honest. Yeah. So they pepper in those kind of levels here and there, not really dog fighting so much, but like, um, they pepper in like a, a level where you'll fly a, a vehicle um, in the actual story, uh, the, the the primary uh, mode of the game. But then there's also the multiplayer, um, the multiplayer mode where you can you can choose to do this uh, either against computer controlled bots, which is what I did, and I'm assuming what you did. Um, but there's also um, multi card um, multiplayer where you could. You could cruise around a little arena in a Jedi Starfighter or the Millennium Falcon and and dogfight with your friends. And it seemed like maybe there's also um, single card, like download play type stuff. Um, wow. I don't, I don't know. Does, did the DS, yeah, the DS did that? Because you could do that with like Mario Kart and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You just have to all play as shy guys unless you had a card. Right. I didn't check the manual, but I saw that there were two different options in the multiplayer screen. So um, I didn't even look at this. I did not know you could play as bots. The only place I experienced these levels was in the story mode. Oh, you got to check it out. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's like little arena, like um, I don't know what the, yeah, like multiplayer dogfighting levels you can do and you can set all the rules like you can set it to be based on how much time you want to play the game for or you can set it to end after a certain number of kills um you can add um one two or three cpu bots to play against you get to choose like which ships they are it's uh it's pretty cool and it just it made me really wow wish... yeah yeah <laughs> and it just it's just, crazy. Yeah, I just really wish it made me wish I had like a friend who had the game to play it with. Um so yeah, so next time you're in Illinois, Ryan, we gotta yeah. <laughs> we gotta bring no, our I'm, DSs and, and do this. Totally serious. Yeah. We, we need to do this. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Now we should say it the game I I feel like these modes, like they it looks like pretty ridiculous. Um like the the backgrounds and stuff are like, you know, non existent. It's like very sub like Star Fox, Super Nintendo Star Fox, like, blows this out of the water. Like, it looks pretty bland. Yeah, but the difference between this and SNES Star Fox is, like, this, it runs at, like, a pretty solid frame rate. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, above 10 frames per second. Like, it feels smooth. Yeah, that's true. No, it plays well, and it's really fun. It just doesn't look like much at all. No, no, it's very minimalist. It's, It's space. Yeah, well... Yeah, 
<laughs> it's it's, it's actually not really. It's space. well, like when you do like the multiplayer stuff, it's like uh, it's mostly like Coruscant or like there was even uh, uh, pretty sure it was Hoth. I don't think it called it Hoth, but there was like a snowy planet with like a downed uh, ATAT. So pretty sure that was like the requisite Hoth level in every uh, vehicular Star Wars video game. Um, okay wow i really need to dig in <laughs> yeah man because yeah all i've played are like in space oh yeah you got yeah it's it's cool you got to do it oh cool cool yeah i would say if this if this game sounds interesting you know if you're a star wars fan or you're just looking for uh a kind of a cool game that maybe you missed on the gba i would check it out especially or the ds especially because it's very very cheap like five dollars ship get, from the, eBay. get the ds version yeah yeah definitely yeah like yeah <laughs> Because I mean, there's there's no benefit to getting the GBA version, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Over you're right. Yes. Yeah, they're like visually and everything. They're like exactly the same. Um, I mean, the DS has a bigger screen or whatever, but like, yeah, it's the same game with extra stuff in the DS version. So, but uh, but the Game Boy version's like really good too. Like, if you were to be you know at a used game store and saw that for a couple bucks, I mean, it's very good as well. It just is missing a few things. So. But yeah, it's cool. And it's it's, you know, definitely way better I think than the the 3D console, you know, bigger budget version uh, of the game. So Yeah, it's probably age better. Oh, as well. undoubtedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Cool. Well, let's take a little break, Ryan, and then we'll come back and talk about some other Star Wars stuff to uh to wrap up the show. Sounds good. <laughs> 